goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP seasons. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Oh, in the end zone! <laughs> Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! The back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. To move on. Robinson, he's got a hand. His first time, touchdown. Kelsey, good night. Touchdown. Chiefs win it. So the conference championship weekend is here. We have the four best teams left remaining here, both in the AFC and the NFC. Um, and we got basically just two games to preview for you guys in today's episode. But before we get into that, we had some kind of breaking news that happened basically a few hours before we just pressed record that uh, Jim Harbaugh is now the Los Angeles Chargers head coach. He's coming over from Michigan after leaving on top, winning a national championship. I want to say, did both of you guys predict this? Do you guys have this in our official predictions? I definitely predicted it. I know that. Yeah. I did not. I was too kind of scared because I was like, ah, I think he could go back to Michigan. So I was like, you know, being a little hesitant there. And then, so this is our, I guess, second or third head coach because we know that uh, Brian Callahan went to the Titans. We know that Antonio Pierce returned with the Raiders. Um, And I guess, like, does this make... I know Vrabel also interviewed, but is this kind of making Belichick a lock towards Atlanta? I don't know what you guys think there. I mean, I guess it kind of has to be. I, I never thought Belichick was going to the Chargers anyway, um, <clears throat> if anywhere. Because Sirianni seems to be keeping his job. Mike McCarley seems to be keeping his job. So I guess the Falcons really are probably the best landing spot for Belichick. But I never really thought that was parts for him. Regardless. I always thought it was Ben Johnson's job, but seemingly not. And I think... Like I said Belichick to the Falcons, but the longer it drags out, the less confident I'm in in that prediction because I feel like, like, what are you waiting for at this point? You know who Bill Belichick is. You know what he's going to do. I feel like the longer it goes on, the less likely it is, so I'm not too sure what happens there, but the Chargers got their guy. Um, it took Jim Harbaugh nine years to go back to Michigan and win a title. I think Chargers fans would hopefully hope that uh he wins them a title quicker than nine years given their current roster but it's definitely if he can win a title with the chargers after winning a title with michigan both teams he played for that would be one of the more impressive feats i'd say in all of coaching yeah that would definitely be electric and i know that um so belichick i think took his like second interview and like you said like you know who bell belichick is why does he have to do a second interview just either you hire him after the first one because if he gives you like the okay like you don't need to bring him back so it's weird and there's, and I know they are interviewing other people still, and I'm pretty sure they've already hit the Rooney Rule requirements. So it's not like they're just doing it just to do it. Like they're still, they're actively seeking a head coach. So I don't know. It's it's weird to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I wonder like where Vrabel will end up because it seems like he will be a head coach. It seems like he wants to be one. And it's weird because if like uh, Philly, Dallas, or Buffalo like are maybe like would interest Belichick like I would fire my head coach and, and, and get Belichick there um but yeah also uh Tom Telesco was hired as the uh new Raiders general manager he spent 10 years as the Chargers um general manager it's weird I feel like in the NFL it's very I don't I'm like comparing it to the NBA and maybe even the MLB easier to like maybe stay in front offices like that um and definitely coaching for sure just like going bouncing from like a coordinator or head coaching job because like 
I mean, what did he accomplish? I mean, like, I guess the Chargers were somewhat successful throughout, like, the mid-2010s with Rivers at times, and then there was, like, a flash. Like, I guess he drafted Herbert, which is, like, you can put that number one on his resume bullet point, but, like, I, I don't know what this guy did to really earn this job. But, I mean, I guess he spent a lot of time in Indy as well. I mean, he put good rosters together. The coaching was just awful. I mean, that's what the headline is. Like, he's does known he, for building... hire the coach, though? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's, that's the weird thing. But he didn't hire the Raiders coach because they already agreed to Pierce and he was there before he got there. So maybe this time it'll work out. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, and it's in division as well, which is pretty interesting stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much, I guess, the notable news. I know the, the Steelers kind of re-signed their uh, defensive coordinator for two years, uh, Terrell Austin. And I believe that's most of kind of like the uh, head coaching carousel at the moment that like we have going on right now. We don't have like any trades or anything like that yet um, involving the NFL draft. Um, our next episode will be a... Uh, I guess it's kind of an off-season episode. We will be doing a uh, another mock draft with us trading the number one pick, and we're going to put in the hypothetical that the Bears are keeping Justin Fields. And then we're also going to be doing like a quarterback tier list for the off-season. Anybody, that, anybody that's going to get drafted pretty much all the way up to like JG McCarthy or like Penix and uh, Knicks in the, in the rankings for QBs, um, and then a bunch of quarterbacks that are going to be possibly on the trade market or for agency as well so that's gonna be its own podcast episode but different youtube episodes so yeah that's pretty much what's going to be coming in the next couple of days we will start off with the three o'clock game the chiefs go into baltimore the ravens are three and a half point favorites after blowing out the texans last week the chiefs narrowly beat the buffalo bills on the road and Mahomes going to his second career road playoff game as now a three and a half point underdog i believe it was slightly lower against buffalo i think it was like two and a half three points um and yeah so i don't know 11 and 6 chiefs 13 and 4 ravens ravens are definitely the best team in the afc i'll throw it to you dom first what do you feel about this game have you kind of changed your thoughts over the last couple of days and are you going to drop 550 dollars to get into this game uh the last question first no i'm not i'm not spending that money to go to this game dude baltimore is a good city it's very fun it there's is, a lot to it do is there good. it is good it's very underrated just because i feel like it gets um it's not as noticed as much but um starting off I still can't believe the Chiefs somehow turned their season around and got to the AFC Championship game for the sixth straight year. Just from unlikely, just their team looked very low compared to their standard throughout the year, and somehow they wind up in the in the exact same spot. Um, this is Mahomes' fifth time playing the Ravens in his career. Have you? Did you guys see his stats for when he's played the Ravens in the past? It's it's, uh, it's really good, right? 2018 threw for 377 yards, two touchdowns. 2019, th- 374 yards, three touchdowns. 2020, 385 yards, four touchdowns. 2021, 343 yards, three touchdowns. He is that good? Just, he just lights up the Ravens. Um, but this this is the playoffs. This is in Baltimore, which hasn't mattered in the past for him. The one, the one thing that I'm worried about if i'm a chiefs fan is the ravens rush offense because the ravens have the number one rush offense but the chiefs rush defense is number 17 i feel like if it's going to be in baltimore the weather as of right now kind of looks questionable so maybe they have to rely on the run more which i think would favor baltimore i don't it's hard to pick against mahomes in the playoffs and after everything i just said but i feel like lamar has enough around him this year to get it done i think he's special enough that he'll make the plays i think he can probably scramble three to four times and that could be enough to change this game i think that's the one key difference maker i'm gonna take the ravens here at home i'm definitely less confident predicting this game than the nfc but i'm gonna give the ravens the edge here at home although like 
reading Mahomes' stats, the, the Chiefs could just win this game by 14 at this point, and I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Tom, do you agree? Are you, are you on the Ravens for this one as well? I am on the Ravens, um, but I do think Don's point of how the Chiefs went at 14, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either, but the Raven, Ravens, I'm sorry, teams that um, Mahomes has beaten in the past, they are different, different rosters, different schemes, and different Chiefs teams as well, but I do think Lamar has seemingly more, I don't know, just dominance over the league this year than he has in the last three years besides his MVP year or that one. And this is the worst Chiefs team we've seen of probably the last five years. So if there's one year it's going to change, it's going to be now. And Lamar's ability to scramble could really extend this game. And like Dom said, and that Ravens run game, you saw it against the Texans. It was a well-oiled machine and they did not stop and they destroyed the Texans. So, if that's any sort of indication of how this week's going to go with the weather, I'm going to take Baltimore. All right, we're going to have some parity. Thank God. All right, I was always on the Chiefs on this one. I, I'm not betting against Mahomes again. I did it last week um, when I was on the Bills. I bet on the Bills, um, took the Bills on the, uh, the, the preview. I'm not doing that again. I'm taking the Chiefs. Um, and it's not like this Chiefs team is like, a fringe playoff team and Mahomes is completely carrying it. Like this Chiefs defense is very good. Like it is it is very solid. Like they I know it was very cold, but they held Miami to seven points. They held their own at times against Buffalo. Um and I, I think I think they match up well against the Ravens defense. I'm definitely taking the Ravens defense overall as a team, especially this year with what Mike McDonald has done. But I think they're close enough where I don't think they're overmatched. And I, I like obviously the, the Chiefs' weapons isn't great um, in the receiving game. Like Rasheed Rice could be inconsistent, and then it's a crapshoot who's ever going to be that wide receiver too. But Kelsey had a good game last week. They just needed to give them two more good games this season. And if they run the ball, they will be in a great situation. Like Isaiah Pacheco is a good running back. I know he's kind of banged up a little bit, but if they run the ball, set up the play action in the passing game, I think they can win on the road. There's a reason why it's only three and a half points. It's possible the Chiefs can win, and I'm glad we're going to have some parity because I feel like we're all going to have the same NFC Championship game um, winner, so I'm glad we have we have some parity in this one. So, Matt, I have to ask you, are you nervous at all about the Josh Allen playoff curse? And do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so it's whenever the team beats Josh Allen, they like lose the following week or they get eliminated in the playoffs. Yep, so 2019, the Texans beat the Bills in the wild card, lost in the divisional round. 2020, the Chiefs beat Josh Allen in the AFC Championship, then lost in the Super Bowl. 2021, the Chiefs again beat Josh Allen, then lost the following week in the championship game. Last year, the Bengals beat the Bills, then lost in the championship game. The Chiefs, I mean, they're... They're up next. They're due. So it's, I don't know. Is it a coincidence? Is it, like, I remember, remember two years ago when the teams after playing the 49ers went like 0-16 the following week or something like that? Like, are the Bills that good that they just beat up on teams and then you're tired the next week? I don't know. Something to keep an eye on. No, definitely. But are you going to keep that same energy for the Kirk Cousins curse? No team has ever lost to Kirk Cousins and gone on to the Super Bowl. No. And the Niners lost to Kirk Cousins this year, so... I, I've blocked that one out because I brought that up when it happened because I was high on the Niners and I got nervous from it. I'm blocking that one from my memory. I'm not bringing that one up. <laughs> so obscure. Um, I am worried about the logo like um, irony for the last three years, how like the shades of the logo for the Super Bowl had been a primary color of the team in it. Obviously, it's so stupid, but you know, that, and, that could hold up. And I don't know if, I don't know if it's just because I'm too deep on Twitter but someone made a fake logo for next year. Like it's not the it's not the real logo for next year or anything. And they put Who are green the colors. 
they did green and purple so they could do the Jets and the Vikings. And it's not a real <laughs> logo because it hasn't been announced yet. But people like actually think it's the logo for next year and they're getting ready to see uh, Aaron Rodgers take on a former division team. Could it be Ravens-Eagles? It could be. I mean, it's a little more. It's not that dark of a green, but I mean, the Eagles kind of want to okay. go back to that Kelly green. So I don't know. It might work out. True, true. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of upset that this is the first game, but honestly, it'll be kind of dope to watch this game at three o'clock. I, I did find out that they go back and forth each year on who gets like the first game, who gets the second game, um, because this game seems like it'll be more competitive. But hey, for the second game between the Lions and the Niners, if Brock Purdy maybe plays down to competition, even though the Lions are a good team, so it's really that like the. Niners are a better team, but if Purdy maybe performs the same way he did last week, we could be in for a very good game, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with the 24-24 game in the fourth quarter and the, I don't know, Niners win, and it's a push, and that's like what the seventh point spread is. That's what I hope it is, and it's not like a backdoor cover as the Niners are up by 14, and it really wasn't competitive. All I want is a close game between both of these and some entertaining playoff matchups. Um, we got that last week pretty much with both these teams um, between the Lions and the Bucks and the Niners and um, the Packers. So the Lions are seven-point favorites, like I mentioned. It's going to be in Northern California. It's supposed to be 70 degrees and sunny. It's going to be nice. 6.30 game. Tom, who do you have advancing to the Super Bowl? And I feel like I know who it is. Yeah, it's going to be the Niners. I picked them at our playoff uh, starting bracket, and I see no reason to stop on them now. I do think that – I've been saying this for, I think, the last two weeks <clears throat> where I said McVay was going to outcoach Dan Campbell. Then I said LaFleur was going to outcoach Dan Campbell. This time, I think it's actually going to hold true. I think Shanahan's going to outcoach Dan Campbell, and they're going to win. It also may be convenient that the 49ers are significantly better than both the other teams they went up against. But regardless, this um, Lions not-so-great secondary, their run defense has gotten a little better, but uh, the 49ers pass tech, especially with George Kittle, healthy and the way he's been looking, um, the way he looked last week. And if Purdy can bounce back from the stinker that he had, against the Packers, and I and Ayuk can continue rolling. I think he's very good against zone coverage, and the Lions play zone at a very high rate. That's what I read. So um, I think that's a plus matchup for him, and every matchup is a plus matchup for CMC. You can assemble the greatest defensive 11 of all time, and CMC will probably still give you uh, 15 for 95 and two touchdowns. But... Um, I'm going to pick 49ers. I'm not going to overthink it. And I think that the 49ers offense is going to be a little too much for the Detroit defense to stop. Yeah. And it's looking like it's still up in the air for Debo, right? Like it's not officially confirmed if he's out or not. Yeah. And he's like trying to I, play through it. I mean, he was, he like really wanted to go. You could say, I think he came out, then went back in. Then he went to the, he went to the locker room and you could tell he was frustrated. But I, I think he might be active and he might not play too much, but I don't. I think he's going to take a significant performance dip. I think it's a shoulder too, so it's pretty. That's nothing to mess around mm-hmm. with. So, I think uh, his explosiveness is going to be apt for sure. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think for practice today they said he was doing drills like off on the side, and that for the game he's like a true fifty-fifty as of right now. So doesn't really help us with anything. <laughs> yeah, and even if he's a decoy out there, I guess it's like useful. Um, because he could be kind of used back there in the backfield, obviously out wide. Um, I, I guess I'll just also say that I'm on the Niners in this one. It is nice, though, that the Niners look somewhat beatable. Um, at least that's what we saw last week against Green Bay. So this definitely gives me uh, more confidence in Detroit. And it would be so cool to see Detroit in the Super Bowl for sure. Um, and it would be so cool for that city to get a ring after probably 
half people thought they could win the division this year, half maybe thought, all right, maybe they'll sneak it in the playoffs. Like they had some momentum from last year and then they could actually like win it all this year, which would be really dope. And they could be going up against the most talented team in the NFL and beating them on the road in the NFC championship game. Like it's not impossible. Like you could say that Detroit has the better quarterback in this game. And sometimes that's what it comes down to. Um, And Detroit has a really good offense. It's a shaky defense and they're going up against a very good offensive minded team. So there could be a lot of points in this one, which would be fun. Um, Obviously I'm on the Niners as well. Um, but it'd be, I, I'm like kind of rooting for Detroit. It'd be cool to see them in the Super Bowl. So Dahmer, we, we got a clean sweep for San Fran, I assume. Yeah, we're going to have a clean sweep. Uh, I think the Niners win this game big. I think they cover the spread by a lot. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, before I fully get into that, we kind of didn't mention it last time, but Zach Ertz signed with the Lions and just respect to him for ultimate like ring chasing. He said he wanted to play for contender. He waited till there were four teams left. Like he, he, he said... Let me wait until two games left. I don't have to practice with them. I don't have to do much. I can just show up and play two games and 25% chance I win a ring. Like, yeah, that is just dedication chasing. right there. Um, and he might play a lot this week because Laporta's are still questionable and Brock Wright's out. So there's a chance Zach Ertz is, like, very relevant in this game, which mm-hmm. is weird to think. But He looked halfway decent this year before he got hurt, didn't he? He did, but, I mean, he got hurt, I think it was, like, mid-October, and then he hasn't yeah. played at all since, really. So... It's gonna see. It's gonna be uh, questionable to see if he's up to game speed. But for the 49ers side, like I said, I think the 49ers are going to blow them out. And the reason because that the Lions last five games they've given up over 348 passing yards each game. Baker did it. Um, Stafford. Uh, Stafford did it. Nick Mullins did it twice, and then Dak did it. Like they they have just been getting torched in the secondary. I think Brock Purdy. This weekend, with the weather being fine, he's not gonna have to worry about the wet ball. Tom mentioned the Ayuk stat. I'm gonna believe it's true. I, I didn't. I didn't know that, but it just feeds into my point. So I have either, to either either he it's, it, true. it's he matches up well man against man. The lack of man they play. So no matter what, whatever Detroit plays at a high rate, that's what Ayuk is good at. So that's perfect. What, that's so it, what, it, I want to say zone. It feeds right into my narrative. So either way, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it. But I think that Brock Purdy could just have a lights-out game because I think the Lions' defense does struggle. We saw them last week. If Todd Bowles was competent, the Bucks had a chance to come back and win that game. So that game was closer than I think people realize. And, th- I mean, the spread itself being 7 in a championship game, I think should tell people that the 49ers are really good. And if they show up, they're going to be really good. I think if Debo plays, then they are just an absolute lock. If he doesn't play... Someone's gonna have to step up. I don't know fully who will be, but when you got McCaffrey, you can you can do anything when you got McCaffrey. When you're going up against this pass defense, I don't think they're gonna be too intimidated. The fact that they're home and the Lions, I saw one stat about the Lions playing inside versus outside this year, and it was a big difference. So I love the 49ers here. I think they win in a big game. So unfortunately, won't be too close, uh, like Matt predicted. But I do think the Niners win pretty easily. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even know. I I feel like I could see that too. I'm just wishing for a competitive game. Even if it's for like three and a half quarters and the Vikings end up winning by 21 towards the end of the game, I'm fine with that as long as it's like somewhat competitive throughout this because it'd be kind of a a letdown if we had a couple stinkers here. Um, But I feel like the Lions are good enough. I mean, would you guys have said like going into the playoffs in the NFC, the Lions were the third best team probably? Like still going into like how seeding worked? Like did you kind of see like, it was going to be a coin flip with Dallas in the second round, and then maybe they'll make it here. Or did you guys? Were you guys not high on Detroit? Kind of going. I, into I the picked. The, I picked the Rams to beat them in the first round. So 
I, so did I. Yeah, yeah, I was I was the only one that had them, but I did I did believe the Cowboys were the second best team. That clear, clearly wasn't. Yeah, I had the, I had the Cowboys in the conference championship. <laughs> yeah, that clearly didn't That's work out. Way, but yeah. I did think I did think the Lions were the third best team just because the the Eagles fell off a cliff. I was never too scared of the Bucks, and I I mean I had them beating the Rams, so right there I thought they were better. And the Packers I didn't really take seriously until they won. So I think going into it, I definitely had the Lions third. Mm-hmm. And um, one more question for you guys. So before we even know how these games finish out and like maybe if there's injuries or just kind of like how they looked, like who's your guys' Super Bowl like winner prediction right now before these games happen? Like, are you guys still still San Francisco? Yeah, 49ers. Been on them since the preseason. Not jumping off yet. Ugh. I forget my Super Bowl prediction preseason was Eagles Chiefs, and I picked the Niners think... for the conference the preseason. I don't. Yeah, I think I had the Chiefs winning though. Oh, so, well, my gonna, pick is still on. I, had yeah. the, I mean, I had the Bengals, so like AFC North champion, like it kind of counts. Dude, I had the <laughs> I had the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, and I'm so happy. I'm gonna I may do that every year because then like I'm never gonna be right, and I'm happy I, as long as they lose and I'm jinxing them. Um, but yeah, I still think I think it's gonna be the winner of the AFC game. Um, I do think the Niners are gonna come up short. Um, in a way, and I, I think it's going to be either the Chiefs or the Ravens, but uh, I predicted the Chiefs, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs to still win the Super Bowl and go back-to-back, and this would be kind of insane if Mahomes gets his, what, his third ring, third ring. by, what, 27 years old? Like, that's insane. Well, I mean, I guess just, he's... just all their stats are insane. The fact that him and Kelsey have the most, um, like, quarterback-receiver touchdowns in the postseason, and they've played five-and-a-half postseasons together. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Um Dude, imagine Kelsey was like his age too, like, and he wasn't like ten years or seven years older. It is kind of under the radar how much older Kelsey is. Like, he was around for the Chiefs a while before their dynasty really started. I feel yeah, like he that just wasn't, wasn't like anything too much. crazy with Alex Smith. Then and then like the I think the last year of Alex was twenty seventeen. That was Kelsey's breakout year, and then I think Andy Reid I guess kind of just unlocked him and because he was there. Andy yeah, like, was well, like twenty sixteen he took over. Uh. He went from 862 his rookie year to 875 his sophomore year, and then he was 1,000-plus since 2016. And okay. I thought it was 2017 I, was a breakout year. I think Mahomes was drafted in 2017 draft, yeah, he so... Yeah, 2018. Yeah, 18. Because this is his yeah. sixth straight year, so that would check out. Yeah, that would make sense. And then, yeah, I mean, like, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Um, I wonder... I wonder... I guess he probably will be back next year. I know there was rumors, but if he goes down, he would probably go down as a top four-ish tight end ever i mean you could say i don't know i would still probably take gronk all the time and then there's like the tony g conversation and stuff like that but he's gonna be up there i have i have a question for you guys if if the niners don't win the super bowl this year like is this their best opportunity to win it like obviously they'll still be good next year but the fact that they're hosting a game against the lions who do have some flaws and then they'd go up against afc teams that i feel like the Ravens, yes, had a great year, but the Chiefs definitely have their question marks as well. Like, this could be the best chance for them to win it. And we mentioned it uh, a few weeks ago. They've gone to the NFC Championship, I believe, what, four out of the past five years now? Like, it's kind of almost, if they're not winning a Super Bowl at this point, what are they doing? It would be a shame because, I mean, people are going to get older. People are going to want, like, you uh, should ask for a new contract. Um, and then they're going to have to pay Purdy basically in a year. Because, like, this is the craziest thing ever when you have a great roster with a good enough quarterback making a million dollars a year and you can build such <laughs> yeah, a good so roster around him. Like, don't worry about the quarterback, which is the most important position. Just do everything else and then and then he'll and he'll do the job. Which really is yeah. just like, it's it's like Madden Matt GM's dream. But Right? 
Like you drafted seventh, you drafted Mr. Irrelevant, who's like making the cheapest amount of money possible, and like you're able to give Javon Hardgrave like basically sixty million dollars, and pay Bosa and all of these guys. Oh my God, Bosa is making so much money going forward. I think well, it's like, like, like a four for one twenty extension. Isn't it like thirty? Yeah. It's a fifty-two million dollar cap hit in twenty twenty-seven, which is insane. Wow. But um, it's mega but backloaded. Then, then, it, then it just gets another mini extension, then spread out for three more years, and it never, and then it never ends. They'll be paying him like yeah. four million dollars in twenty in like twenty thirty-eight. <laughs> um yeah so i mean like i mean i guess this team thought they were it was gonna be like trey lance at the helm too so that obviously like helped them i guess to move on from that salary i don't know it would be crazy i think like i think they'll be back next year for sure and maybe even the year after that um but yeah the, like i mean like as trent williams is getting older and like kittle's getting older and these guys this is probably one of their best shots to do it yeah i'm like also, chase young they can't afford either well i think he was he was definitely a, a trade deadline you know just go all in move but Quickly, when we were talking about uh, when Reed took over for the, for the Chiefs, he took over in 2013. His records every year were 11 and 5, 9 and 7, 11 and 5, 12 and 4, 10 and 6, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 14 and 2, 11 and 5, 14 and 3, and 11 and 6. That is elite coaching. I don't know how good the team was that he took over when he got fired from the Eagles, and then 2013 that team. I think I think that was the that was the Jamal Charles year. Was the uh, the, the the leading weapons on that squad, but that is a crazy uh, uh, resume for a decade of coaching. And it's it's one of those things where you don't think about it because when the Chiefs won the uh, division this year, it was their eighth straight division title. But then you think about it, Mahomes has only been the starter for six years. Yeah, like they, they already had a they already had a solid foundation, and then they got significantly better on the back half of it. Yeah, dude, I'm looking. At, oh, this this team was. Uh, Jamal Charles. That this was his 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 RB one fantasy year, I think. Well, was then, this was this the year they had zero wide receiver touchdowns? Um, Dwayne Bow era. Yeah, there was one year yeah, they didn't throw a touchdown to a wide receiver. Oh, it was Donnie yeah. Avery. No, he was a wide receiver. No, this is not that year. Then. Oh my god, what a name! Donnie Avery, um, had two touchdowns. Dexter McCluster, two touchdowns. Look at him. What a name! Former Saint, right? Um, I, like I want to say Titans, but. I, I was gonna mention because you brought up Andy Reid, like, and Dom mentioned six years. Like, he's six years younger. I just looked up than Belichick, and he's got what basically thirty-ish less or forty-ish less wins than Belichick. Like, there's a good chance that at one point in Andy Reid's like career before he retires, he's the all-time coaching leader in wins. You'd yeah. have to you'd have to assume so as long as he keeps Mahomes and uh, right. somewhat relevant. Seventeen-game season. You're get you're going at least five hundred every year, no matter what the rest of the roster looks like. Yeah, that's and, why I feel like Belichick is like he has. I mean, like I don't know, maybe he's on the Falcons and they're nine and eight, and it's like I mean he's gonna inch closer, but it's not gonna be as like nice as if he was coaching. Belich- a quarterback. It's just the Belichick- eight rings Belichick has that's like very hard to. And the, like, and the thing with Belichick, he doesn't have the record yet. I'm pretty sure he's like 15 ish yeah. games back. Yeah, and, like, no, he, he's second and Reed's third. I think he's right behind he, him. Yeah. So no, he, Belichick's three, Reed's fourth. Unless this oh, is okay. what I'm looking at, is not including playoffs. Uh, this is no, 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 I, I think, think you're right, Belichick. Who, who's who's first and second? Shula and Hollis. Yeah, that sounds yeah. Hollis was the number two guy. Dude, this man coached during World Shula War One and Two. Jesus Christ. That's when the Bears were good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, Shula coached for Baltimore and Miami. And then like Tom Landry's five, you got Mike Tomlin at eleven, tied with Mr. Eight and Eight himself, Jeff Fisher. 173 Tom, wins. Mike McCarthy's got to be top 10, right? He's 17th. Close enough. Where's Tom There's Tom? a lot of like, uh, he's tied for 14th with Pete Carroll. So he'll tie with him forever. And Mike Shanahan, who will also tie with him forever at 170. Where's, um, where's uh, Adam Gase? Is he on there? 
Uh, hold on, I'm going to have to go to page 72. <laughs> Jack Del Rio, 48, sneaky. Vince Lombardi, 46, changed his trophy name. <laughs> also confirmed Not Dexter McCluster, uh, Titans run. He's also a pro bowler this year in 2013. Was he never a Saint? Who am I forgetting? Who am I thinking uh, of? He was a charger. Thinking of Mark For one Wilson. year. No, because McCluster we're, was a running back, right? We're literally doing the meme right now where we're just naming random players. Oh, no. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of Deuce McCluster. You know who I'm thinking of? I, I bet you, who, like, like I bet you, like the people that That's are watching this is, is gonna say this is sick. They're just naming random guys from the mid 2010s. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of Deuce McAllister, who's the Saints running back. Close enough to Dexter McAllister, not really. Um, all right, so we're basically I am on the Chiefs. You both are on the Ravens, <laughs> and we're all on the Niners for this. Um, you guys will see our reaction in a couple days on who we know that is going to the Super Bowl. And like I said earlier in the episode, that you guys will get a mock draft and a QB offseason tier list of guys that could potentially change teams. Um, the next couple of months. So we hope you guys did enjoy. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd appreciate a rating and review over there and follow along. And if you're on YouTube, we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up and letting us know in the comments who you think is going to win these conference championship games this Sunday. So we'll see you guys all in the next one and we'll catch y'all later. Peace.